0: Hi, I'm Emily, and I like existentialist questions. And I love talking about stuff that involves death, but that might be. Anyway, I've always wondered what happens when we die, and I've wanted to know for so long how and when I will die, but I don't think that's a very plausible thing to happen. But, like, if you had the chance to know when and how you'll die, I think that I think that would be very um it would be very enriching for your life because like if you were to know when and how you'll die. If you wake up one morning and know that stuff, I think at first like fear would be the initial feeling and fear would be the initial feeling. So you wonder like, "Oh my gosh, how am I going to live the rest of my life? Like, oh my gosh, what am I going to tell my family?" But I think because those are the questions we think of in most dangerous situations i think that would enrich our life even more because it would allow us to value the time with our family more and value the time with our friends more like i value my time because i know one day my clock will expire so having good times with my friends allows me to feel better knowing the fact that one day i'll die and one day my my memories will live on through my experiences and I'll leave a lasting impression on my family and my friends if they don't die before me, but that's besides the point. But I feel like knowing that stuff, it would allow us to enrich our lives even more than living already has. Because once you realize this is, like, your only life, this is, like, the fir- the only life you get on this planet, I think you kind of have a second life because you realize you only have one. So you would be able to deepen your knowledge about things that would already be prominent in your life. So like take like surfboarding for example. If you knew that you were gonna die one day and how you you would want to have all the experiences you could in that amount of time. So you would want to go surfboarding because that's one of the things you like to do and you would de- you could deepen your knowledge about surfboarding so you would want to a deep knowledge about surfboarding so that you could say teach others because you know that if you leave a lasting impression on this earth and around your friends and family that you will live on through your experiences and your memories
1: yeah no so, i like that
0: would you want to know when you would die and how you would die would you want to know
1: oh Oh, wow, asking the host of questions now. Um, for me, it's kind of like, I don't know. Because I kind of get into the part where it's like, for me, it's less of wanting to know when or how or why or whatever the question is. It's more of just wanting to know like how I would be able to know that knowledge, which is weird because it's not the question at all. But, like, to me, it's just kind of, like, I want to know how you would have that knowledge in the first place. Um, But I will answer mm-hmm. your question still. I think, for me, it's kind of a weird, like, in-between. Because it's like, you know, like you were saying, yes, if I know, you know, when and how, you know, maybe I would, you know, try to have better experiences learn more things put myself out there you know yolo it basically you know um you know go do that but then for me it's like i'm almost better off not knowing because if i don't know if i don't know and i still yolo then for me it's like even more risky because you know what? Who cares? Mm -hmm. Just as long as I'm not, like, doing anything incredibly stupid that literally gets me murdered. Like, I'm not gonna do that, but, (laughs) you know, like, it's just, I don't know. Personally, for me, I'm not actually sure. Um, I'd have to think about that one Mm -hmm. more, because I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think I feel the same way, because, like, even if I did want to know, which, sometimes I do want to know if I did I would like I don't even know what I would do I would probably just like waste away in my room (laughs) but I think any like normal person would probably want to probably excuse me would probably want to enrich their life even but going into the society we have today there is a lot of people who believe that their life isn't worth living so like knowing that how and when they will die is probably a really kind of maybe good thing for them because they don't believe their life is worth living anyways so it would probably be really good for them because like they already don't value their life enough so they just have to wait and see when and if it'll happen and if it's true so but I feel like. I'm in the same way, like, in limbo with it because, like, I try and live every day to the fullest, but there is days when I just can't do it. I just don't want to be out. I don't want to be around my friends. I don't want to be around, like, anybody, and I just want to sit in my room. Mm -hmm. And I realize that's really bad for me either way, but there comes a point when I can't talk to people and I can't have those experiences with my friends. It's like it's like a little like battery, like my social battery, it just goes down. It runs out. And there's some days when I love being around my friends. I love having those experiences. I love talking to them and like talking about my past experiences with them and allowing them to educate me on theirs. But there's other days when I just want to sit in my room and just waste away because like I wouldn't want to leave this earth, but, like, if I knew when and how, I wouldn't be mad about it. So, like, if if I died today, I wouldn't want to, d- like, die, but I wouldn't be mad if I did. Yeah. I'm not afraid of dying, but if I put myself in a situation where, like, you know, you could die, And I do something even stupider that risks my life even more. It's kind of almost... I don't know how to explain it. It's not ignorant, but it's just kind of stupid. Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think that kind of idea... I think that definitely, like... That that kind of idea, like, resonates with me because... You know, personally, um, something I've kind of said for a while is just kind of, like, um, and this is just going to get into, like, a trigger warning here, and this is probably going to be something that's going to need to go through throughout the entire episode, like, just trigger warning for just everything. I'm just going to say that. um, You know, for me, like, I am not, you know, like you, I'm not necessarily suicidal. It's just, like, mm-hmm. I kind of... You know i'm not scared of just death. can't anymore well i'm i'm not scared of death if it happens it happens right just like you i'm kind of at peace where it's like you know i haven't done everything in my life that i want to do yet which is why i don't want to die but like if it happened i'd be like you know what i had a good run and yeah with you
0: know, the time you know, i had
1: yeah and of course this is to this can go into a whole thing of like afterlife. Like is there or isn't there an afterlife? Would we even have the ability to be mad if we died? Um, you know, like that kind of thing. But we're not gonna go into the whole afterlife of it, at least not right at this exact moment, but it's just like for me, you know, I'm just where I'm currently at, I'm okay with. And yeah. I'm willing to kind of accept that this is, that this is, um, you know, this is a good place, you know, had a good run, and that was that, but, you know, I don't know, it's like, it's difficult because, you know, I, again, I still don't want to die, it's just, oh, crap, I still don't want to die, but, um, if it happens, it happens, you know, it's kind of like,
0: exactly
1: can't really do much about it, I mean, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. I get that, I totally get that. And I, like, What I said before is like, I'm the same way, but like, I think dealing like with a lot of stuff when you're younger, I think leads to this probably stuff, this stuff, sorry. Um, but I think with my friends and my experiences, I don't think they necessarily be sad for me because I've expressed this to my friends multiple times. Like if I go, it's not your fault. And just know we had good times. I've told them this before, and I've said like I've disclosed to them I'm not suicidal. I'm not gonna kill myself. Sorry, trigger warning. S- sorry. Again.
1: I I said um, one for the entire episode. You're good. We're chilling.
0: Yeah. Trigger warning, guys. Um, but I I've dealt with suicide and stuff like that in the past, and I want to say like that's never been an ideation for me currently. But when I was younger, it was very very difficult to deal with with my depression and stuff i think now i've learned from those experiences and i've been able to i don't know have better interactions with people and like learn more from my depression and from my friends experiences with that stuff i've been able to learn more and connect more with my friends so again i wouldn't I don't know if I'd want to know when I would die but like if I had to choose the option of knowing or not knowing I think I would pick not knowing yeah because like it would allow me to like just live my life the way I've been living it these past years instead of having a fear in the back of my mind just eating away at me because like that would always be a thing like a fear just like even if it's like the tiniest bit of fear it's always going to be there and it's always going to be nagging at you like hey remember this this is when you're going to die yes. like it wouldn't be good for someone with like like any type of mental illness it wouldn't be good for them because like they already struggle with it
1: like imagine this like for me the reason one of the biggest reasons why I don't want to know is yeah because you know i'd be avoiding that thing no matter what whatever it is but the thing is Mm -hmm. is like in the end I can't avoid it because that's just how it is because I mean we've seen this in media before and stuff like that I mean I've seen a movie there's literally a movie I'm pretty sure on Netflix about this exact thing where it's like you know these uh you know people are at a party they download this app that says you know they're like death day and time and all I think
0: you're talking about countdown
1: yeah that one and you know, it's
0: just—it's
1: just like you know, one of them had like what, twelve hours to live or something, and it was real, and you just can't avoid it no matter what. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like exactly. I wouldn't want to know that because then so, I'd be running no matter, from
0: it. Exactly. And like the girl in the beginning, like you said, she tried to run from it, but in the end, it still got her. So yeah, I think like just if you face it head on and you face life head on, that would allow you to be the best you you can be because you're not living in a... Well, technically, everybody lives in a fear. Like, everybody is afraid of dying every day. But you wouldn't be living in the fear that you know when and how you're going to die. You wouldn't be living in that. You would be living in the fear like, okay, I'm about to do something that has a risk of me dying. Do I or do I not do it? That would be the fear. And it's all decisions. It's all decisions in this life. If you face life head on and make those decisions... It would allow you to make an impression on everyone. And it would just make your life even more rich with those experiences and those decisions, even if it leads to, like, catastrophic events. Like, someone breaks a bone or something. It's not catastrophic, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It would lead to a better experience for you, because you make those decisions, and you make those mistakes, and then you learn from those mistakes, and do everything a different way, if you, if you can catch what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's kind of two sides to it, where it's just like, if you know, you're going to like try to live your life to the fullest, and you're going to try to like get everything you can, but you're also going to be running away from it. But it's like, if you mm-hmm. also sit there and just realize, like, you know, I actually don't know when I'm going to die. You might think the same thing. I'm going to live the life to my fullest. You know, I'm going to YOLO, like, whatever. And, you know, maybe without it, you just wouldn't. It's the same outcome, just without the worry. You know, maybe you still Mm -hmm. are worrying, but the worry isn't as big because you don't know exactly when it's going to happen. And it's, you know, easier to ignore that fear if you have no clue when it's going to happen.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Everybody dies every single day. Like, there's people dying right now. Yeah. And sometimes our time is cut short. Like, sometimes people die at 15, 16, 17, and they don't get to live their entire life. But I think if we recognize that, it would allow us to feel better that we lived past that time. Because in order for one life to be created, one has to die. And it's, it's a balance. There can't be life without death. There can't be light without dark. There can't be peace with war. And everything has to stay in balance. So in order for us to recognize and live a full life, we need to acknowledge the fact that there are people who have not done that. And there are people who have not had those experiences. So we can know that. And then say, I am glad that I got to live this long, and I am glad that that person has, you know, maybe, like, maybe even sacrificed themselves for someone else. Like, maybe they, like, gave their life during surgery. Maybe they gave their life during some event that happened in within the community, and it touched, like, everybody. It affected everybody. So. If we recognize that and we allow them to be recognized, I think we as a people can move on knowing that their life is celebrated and not mourned because we get to live on. We get to have more experiences than they did. And we can celebrate the fact that it wasn't us, but we are glad that the person who it happened to isn't suffering and is at peace so
1: yeah I think for me my biggest thing is like you know you said you know celebrated and not mourned like I kind of want to you know for me I would prefer to be celebrated and not mourned you know in the end exactly. I prefer that my life is celebrated than mourned because if it's celebrated then you know, I don't have to feel bad that they feel bad, you know, kind of thing, right? It's like, again, you know, we're just going to pretend, well, I'm just, like, I say this in the sense that, like, the afterlife exists in some way. I actually don't know what I believe. I'm kind of still deciding that for myself, but in the end, it's just kind of like, you know, if it does and you, you know, do see and, you know, feel emotions and whatever it is, you know, just like, I don't want to feel bad that other people feel bad. I'd rather be celebrated. And honestly, I want, I kind of want to be at that party. Like, what kind of, like, you know, what, what's the party going to look like? Do I have any say in it? Like, you know, can we go Unasana's themes? Like, cause I'm low-key kind of in for that. Um, Like, you know, it's a whole thing, right? <laughs> it's just like, exactly, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. Death is like such a crazy thing to think about. Cause like, I just, it's hard to fathom. Because for the people that believe mm-hmm. in an afterlife 100%, you know, believe in some sort of faith or even a religion or whatever it is that has an afterlife, it's just like, you know, I'm stuck on the point where it's like, I don't even know if I believe what they believe because sometimes what they believe sounds ridiculous. And for me, <laughs> I just, you know, prefer to stick to not knowing rather than to submitting to something that doesn't make sense in my mind Um, and you know I don't want to sit here and listen to all the bullshit excuses and everything that they come up with because like that's just kind of how it is Um, this is like a whole tangent based off of the last episode that I did which was like religion and cults and stuff which was also crazy had to make that episode explicit too Um, but like you know it's just Kind of with the afterlife, I mean, it's just, like, that's another thing I feel like we could kind of talk about. Because, like, we don't even really know. And, I mean, people believe different things. But for me, I'm like, it's like, if there's no afterlife, like, this sounds kind of, like, selfish and, you know, whatever. But I'm okay with that. Um, you know, if there's no afterlife and it's truly really just, you don't feel anything, it's just done. You know, your life is over and that's that. You don't have, like, a soul that goes off to heaven or hell or whatever. You know, for me, I don't care what happens. Still not Mm -hmm. suicidal, but I don't care what happens. If I'm dead, I'm dead. And I do not care what people think afterward. You know, I'd still prefer they celebrate it, of course. But, like, I don't care what happens. Because if I don't have to, like, hear, if if I don't have to, like, see what they're going through after i die why would i care you know but then if there is an afterlife like you know maybe i would care a little bit more so it's just kind of like i don't know and that that's kind of the thing though it's like if you do know you're gonna die then you might you know be like worrying about it all the time but if you don't you know it, it it's just like death is such a weird you know conversation because we don't even know anything about it like scientifically we don't really know much about it other than the fact that the body stops functioning
0: yeah and like the same thing is like our body it's just a vessel and our souls their energy so when our body it dies our souls become energy that i think like have you heard of the gaia hypothesis
1: uh, no. Enlighten. So, like, the Earth
0: is, like... So, like, the Gaia hypothesis is that the Earth is, like, one living thing. It's one living organism, and everything on it has taken energy from this living thing in order to live its life, and there is there comes a certain point when we have to give the energy back, and that's when our body expires, and we give our body as nutrients and as, like fuel for the rest of the world to live like especially in like forests and stuff. And I strongly believe in reincarnation because I don't think that any one person just dies and doesn't come back. I don't believe in that because there is many instances of like you, like there's ghosts. Let's talk ghosts for a minute. Okay. They are dead. Their bodies expired their their energy and their souls kind of stayed in this life in this like realm because they are either like they have something to do they have something to figure out or they just don't know what they're doing so they stay in this and some of them they're kind of mean some of them are not mean but i feel like if you talking afterlife, most ghosts are Christians. Just gonna say that now. Because a lot of people who believe in heaven and hell, they refuse to believe in the fact that reincarnation. But most ghosts that you do find and you look into are Christians. It's just, like, that's just a fact. I'm just gonna say that. And, like... Speaking on heaven and hell, if you don't celebrate one religion or have any, like, tie to one religion like Christianity, um, I don't think, like, heaven and hell matters. I think, like, with the belief in Christianity that no matter what religion you are, you're going to hell. I don't think that really is true. Because if you don't believe in it, why would you go there? Yeah. So. I mean,
1: That's a really interesting kind of thing to think about because, I mean, for me, it's kind of like it kind of opens up, you know, my thoughts to like maybe you go wherever you believe you go. So if you believe that nothing happens when you die, you're just dead and nothing happens. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe if you believe in heaven and hell and if you believe (laughs) that you are going to go to heaven, then maybe that's where you go. If you believe that you're going to go to hell you know us because we're gay um that was crazy that was crazy (laughs) i'm so sorry um but you know like if you believe that then maybe that's where you go Mm -hmm. and if if you believe you know what you're saying where you like you know kind of turn into you know a ghost and you know you're living as just like i fucking don't care how you explain it i'm going to be honest um, but you know, cause I I I know ghosts, but for me to explain it is just a whole other thing. Um, I mean, it's a whole thing. But you know, I I don't know. I kind of like your insight on it because to kind of say that like there's always you know somewhere. I don't know. For me, it's kind of like I mean, I I currently have you know three YouTube channels that I'm running that are my own. You know, one for my podcast and two the other two are specifically for games. I mean, one of them is specifically centered around a game to hunt ghosts. I'm aware that some ghosts are nice and some ghosts are mean because in phasmophobia, the game I play, they want to murder you. So, yeah, no, I get that. It's um crazy, honestly, and I don't appreciate it. But, you know, I mean, my dad like Every day, it seems like, he watches, like, ghost hunting videos. And I'll be honest, on YouTube, most of them are fake. But that's just because, like, you can Mm -hmm. just tell that they're fucking fake because you can, like, see the wrongdoing. But I I personally believe that you can't really capture a ghost properly for, like, a video. At least not to post regular Mm -hmm. videos. It's something that you experience in person more, I feel like.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I, yeah, on th- On that same note, I feel like when I watch ghost videos that are like, okay, so you know like, um, haunted top five or something like that on YouTube? Yeah. It's like top five ghost videos or something. Yeah. Um, those, I feel like some of them are genuine experiences. Some of them are genuine because it's just like, it's just families who like have no prior knowledge to any social media, who have no like connection to social media. Who decide to start filming these experiences. And I think to dismiss those as fake is kind of, kind of maybe like rude because like they're going through something that, like, I'm not saying you're rude. Don't.
1: Yeah, no, no, you're good. Don't worry.
0: But their, their experiences cannot be commented on by someone who's like, oh, this is fake. Oh, you can see that it's fake. No. Because. I, myself, have had real ghost experiences because when I was younger, I lived on an extremely haunted property. There was a bunch, a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of stuff.
1: I will say I've seen some stuff that I genuinely believe is real, and it, it falls under that category of just, like, people just recording things that are weird. I'm more talking about, like, the full production, like, ghost hunting videos that, like, I... Don't oh, yeah. completely dismiss them because I'm kinda like I actually don't know. Um, because, you know, some of them seem real. In fact, I there's actually, um, you know it's crazy, by the way. She follows me on TikTok. I might have told you about this. Selena Spooky Boo, also known as Selena Myers. Um I love her. Yeah. She's amazing. I think she actually did a ghost hunting video one time. I believe that everything in that video is real. Yeah. But that's just because to me, I don't think that she would fake that, but I don't know. No, but I don't believe that she would fake that. And I genuinely believe that her experiences with that were real. It was a, quote, higher production kind of video, but I but I believe it. And, you know, again, it's crazy. She follow, follows me on TikTok. I don't know. It's a whole thing. She's followed me for years. I mean, okay, sorry. I'm, like, having a fangirl moment because I love her. Um. But, you know, it's just like for me, I I believe that her experiences are real because she would, I just don't, she's just genuinely not the person to lie about that or stage anything like that. And, you know, I think that just comes down to the level of trust you have with, you know, the creator as well. But like, I, yeah, no, I believe that you're completely right though. And I have had my own personal experiences because if you haven't had experiences, it is very easy to just dismiss it. Yeah, I don't know. It's people have a lot of their own kind of like thoughts on this type of stuff, and I for me it's kind of like don't kind of like don't be an asshole about it unless you have your own experiences and you and you can say for sure like oh, this isn't real. Like you and even then you just can't cuz everyone has their own experiences, everyone has their own story. So I think it's important to acknowledge that you know, everyone has their own experiences. So, yeah, like I said, this is why I'm not, like, out here being, like, you know, everyone's experiences are fake. They're all staged. Because, I, 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 you know, I don't know. Maybe some of them are. Some of them aren't. Um, I just know that from my personal experience, Um, I don't, for a lot of them, I'm just, like, suspicious. I'm just kind of, like, like, um, that's questionable. I don't know about that one. Because it's just kind of, like, I don't know. And there's just some where you can, like, literally see that they're faked. And then, like, they will come out with a statement after they get called out. And they're like, yeah, that was fake. Sorry, my bad. Won't do it again. And I'm like, so all of your videos oh, are yeah. like That's happened before.
0: That reminds me of one channel. It's called Life of Luxury. And they always fake their videos. And it's so funny. You can tell it's so fake.
1: <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. It's just some of them are just so bad. It's just, like, embarrassing for them. I'm like, how are you so bad? Like, I don't know. I mean, anyway, I think we're drifting a little bit here. Um, I do want to yes. get into a few of the other questions that we have. Because a lot of our questions are just, like, existential, like, death questions. Um, So, yeah. Yay. The second one that you have here that you gave me is, how would knowing when you were going to die affect how you live your life? We kind of already answered that one. Um, yeah. Is it better to expand your knowledge or deepen it? I, I like that one. Because... For the people who don't necessarily understand this question, I guess I'll kind of rephrase it a little bit. Um, You know, is it better to, you know, gain more knowledge or to understand um, or have a deeper understanding of the knowledge you already have Um, and kind of, you know, focus on the stuff you already know and, you know, make that knowledge stronger? So... I mean, I I guess I'll let you kind of introduce your thoughts on this one because you had the question.
0: Uh, Yeah. um, I think with the stuff I know now, I, I already know a lot about like, let's take sharks, for example. I know a lot about sharks. I know a lot about the patterns they swim in. I know a lot about all of that stuff because I've put the time in to deepen my knowledge about that stuff. I think expanding my repertoire of knowledge would be better because I would know more about different things instead of just knowing a lot about this one niche thing so I think I could be able to like expand more on stuff I don't know and learn more about that and already know stuff like like I already know a lot of stuff I'm passionate about so I think with that Um, I think it depends on, like, if you know a lot about one thing already, if you're passionate about one thing, if you already know a lot of stuff and, like, don't have a very deep knowledge of it. So, I think it just depends on the person, but personally, I would want to expand my knowledge because I already know a lot about certain things because I've, like, I've gone down rabbit holes in the middle of the night on Google just to find out more stuff about this one thing, stuff that I already don't know, so... Mm -hmm. I think it depends on the person.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it comes down to like, just, I mean, you can relate to this. As someone with ADHD, you like have a random thought. You're like, fuck, I don't know anything about this. So then you go and research it. So, you know, for me, it's like I have a million different hobbies I could be interested in. I have the one that I'm interested in right now, but I have a million of them because over time, my ADHD has gotten to me and I just kind of like... You know, you get distracted and then I learn a whole new set of things like I wouldn't know how to do basic website design and HTML. I wouldn't know how to edit videos or do YouTube videos or, you know, know all of my technical knowledge about Minecraft if I didn't just randomly one day be like, hey, I'm interested in this. um, I wouldn't, you know, like I have a lot of experience with a lot of different things like for me, um, I'm at a point where. You know i have a lot of different things um kind of like you were saying i have a lot of different things that i kind of know about but i feel like it'd be better to deepen my knowledge at least for me to deepen my knowledge um about the things that i know because then you know then i don't know for me it's like a sense of security almost because if i just know a bunch of random things but don't know it that well then it's just kind of, like, weird. I don't know.
0: hmm I get that, like, really, really well, because, like, I will just blurt out those random things. Like, I'll find, like, a cool movie fact on TikTok, and then during watching that movie, I'll just, like, be like, oh, this is, like, this is the scene where this happens, and this is the scene if you look in the background, this happens. And it's just so upsetting because I don't mean to do that. But the way I'm wired, it's just like, if I don't say it, it's going to be stuck there forever. If I don't say it in the moment, I'll lose it. And then I won't be interested in the conversation anymore. Yeah. So I feel like if I expand my knowledge on more things, deepening my knowledge on one thing, it would allow me to be more engaged in conversations and stuff. Because mm-hmm. I need to do that because I am almost never fully engaged unless it's something I'm really passionate about. No. Deep- I expand my knowledge instead of
1: keeping it. Yeah, I like that. Um, and this next one, next, this next question, because I think that pretty much sums up that. Like this next one is like crazy. Um, so goodness, can your existence be replaced? I'm gonna say my immediate answer is no, but I want to I would say
0: so, but like, is it, is it saying like, can your existence be replaced by something else in? someone else's life or can your existence be replaced in the sense that reincarnation and being reincarnated as something else can that happen so i think it's like a maybe like a double edged sword because like on one side i don't think that your existence can be replaced by something in someone else's life but there can be stuff that reminds you that reminds them of you but it can't be like ever fully replaced by something else or like another human there's always going to be that stuff that reminds you of them my sorry reminds them of you sorry but in on the same note reincarnation i think that's never the same existence in one sense it's never going to be the same existence if reincarnation does happen it's never the same existence because you only exist as your person once You only ever exist as this person once. And if we think about replacing that, it's kind of like, it's kind of, it wouldn't be you as a person. It wouldn't be you fully. Like, it would be you, like flesh, skin, hair, maybe not personality, but it wouldn't be you fully because this experience as your person, it only happens once. So, reincarnation it can never be the same existence because everybody exists differently on this earth and replacing something in someone else's life i don't think that happened either because again it wouldn't be you Mm -hmm. it would just be stuff that reminds them of you so i don't i my answer is no in both senses reincarnation and in someone else's life i don't think you can be replaced yeah. Because one existence is never gonna be the same as any other existence,
1: yeah, exactly I mean, for me, like my belief kind of stems from the idea of like for me, I know personally that like there are some people in my life like again, you were saying like my life cannot be replaced in someone else's life, like my existence cannot be replaced in someone else's life um you know there could be things that remind mm-hmm. me or remind them of me um. But it's just, like, for me, I know that there are some people that if they were to die right now, they could not be replaced. And mm-hmm. that's just, like, there can be someone who, you know, is up there, but there's just no one that could, like, replace that existence in my life. And, like, people exactly. you, you can go and talk about, like, um, you know, romantic relationships or whatever. It's, like, let's say, you know... You have someone that you really thought you loved and then you break up and eventually you get another person that's maybe better for you or whatever that's not necessarily a replacement that's just a different person mm-hmm. so yeah and so yeah for me it's just kind of like no again the answer to me is no i mean to, to like this is something that i kind of want to this is going to drift off a little bit but i think it's still somewhat related to that question um at the end of my last therapy session My therapist asked me a question and she said that she was, she wanted me to kind of think about it a little bit before the next session. And I mean, I, I answered it right away because I just didn't want to wait. Um, the question she asked is kind of like the general idea of like, you know, if there are twins that are, you know, brought up and are like really close their entire life, you know, like. She asked, you know, why did they still have different experiences? Because, like you were saying, their existence is different still. Even if they are, you know, like, tightly knit, it's Basically like... Basically one and the same? Yeah, you know, it's like even if they're, like, always together, no matter what, like, whatever it is. Like, whatever the circumstances are, to me, their existences are... Their existences, their thoughts, their beliefs are still going to be different. Because at the core of it all, they're still different people. And the reason why, um, like, she asked me, why do you think that? And the way that I explained it to her was, like, to me, um, I view it like this. We're going to have this imagination. I'm going to try to explain this the best way I possibly can for audio listeners, too. Um, We're just going to say that, um, you know, they're just, like, stuck together by their... Like, their hips. Like, not physically stuck together, but just like, you know, their entire life, or at least their entire childhood, they are pretty much stuck together um, their entire life. Same classes, you know, same, you know, people that they're around, um, family, everything like that. Uh, the way that I explained it to her is that, let's say they're sitting in, you know, maybe they go to kindergarten, they're sitting in class. And there's like a row of, I'm just going to imagine like a row of four desks. The twins are sitting in the middle with one person on each side um, of this row. And so likely what's going to happen is eventually, you know, the twin on the right is going to turn right and look at the person next to them and talk to them. The twin on the left is going to talk to the person to the left of them. And they have two friends that they're not necessarily sharing Because they can't see through each other's heads to go look at the other person and talk to them, not right away at least. And immediately, because these Mm -hmm. other two people were brought up in their own way, um, those beliefs and everything, like their friendships, experiences that they're going to have are going to be different because of the two different people on either side. And it's like, no matter what, you're going to have different experiences, you know. Even if there's just one, like, I'm I'm going to switch this up a little bit. Maybe um, there's like, m- maybe this table is set up in a group of four, you know, facing toward each other. Um, if there's two people, you know, one of them is going to talk to one person, one of them is going to probably talk to the other one, whatever it is. Or even if there's just one person on the other end of that table, it's just like, the way that I explain this kind of idea is that in a, there's always a duo and a friend group of three, no matter what. Mm -hmm. So, like, eventually, there's going to be, like, one of the twins is going to, you know, connect with that person more than the other, and then that one that didn't connect is going to go find somebody else. So the people you are around always shape who you are. And I actually, I just remembered the actual question that started this um, conversation. She said, um, are your experience, like, I think she said, is the way, um, is who you are shaped by your experiences or your personality? And so I guess just to quickly sum it up, what I said was it's always your experiences. Your personality is made based off of your experiences. And so she's that, that's where she brought up the twin thing of like, what if they have the exact same experiences? They never will because in the end... Your experiences with other people your experiences in general are always going to be different so for me this again goes to prove um kind of what you were saying can your existence be replaced no because no matter mm-hmm. what even if you're brought up pretty much the exact same way your experiences are still gonna be different mm-hmm. so i don't know a lot of talking but that that kind of relates a little bit and i thought it was interesting
0: yeah that that was actually really good because even if like With the twin thing, they're basically quote unquote the same person, but even if you're like genetically similar, you're still two different people. That's still two different people having two different experiences, having two different friend groups, having two different perceptions of the world based on their two different experiences. Yeah, so I think what you said was really great at explaining like the experience part. With the question that we just discussed, like, can your existence be replaced? Again, no, it cannot be because one experience will never be the same as the other. Even if they're so, so similar, there is always going to be differences within an experience based on what that person has gone through. So,
1: yeah, exactly. Again, short answer, no. Short answer, no. We went into the long answer, but the short answer is no. Um, yeah. Yes. I, I don't know. Like, this is, I feel like we could go on really long. Like, this is just, I don't know. To me, these concepts, these ideas are just very intriguing. I don't know. Um, this conversation seems to be coming to a natural end, I think, at least for now.
0: Yes, I think so. Yes, for now, I think it's ending, but I think it's ending on a good note, anyways. I would like to thank you, Lloyd, for having me on here. I would like to thank our listeners for listening to this wonderful person and me for this episode. So, yeah. Have fun, live a good life, and don't die yet. I mean, if you want to, that's fine, but like, don't, okay? We'll miss you. Thank you!